Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Grab your Bibles and stand with me this morning. We're going to jump right into the Word. Uh, titled, Nevertheless. Um, I'm going to read from a few different places. Uh, turn with me to the book of Habakkuk. Amen. If you can't find that little book, look on the screen. It gets embarrassing after a while to keep digging. You know what I'm saying? And, and who reads Habakkuk, right? Uh, amen. I, I have uh, uh, been so excited about delivering this word. Uh, we actually went to Texas last week, and uh, I preached along this line. And the whole time I was preaching it, I think I even said it in their church, I so need this church. I meant this message in life church. Uh, so this message means a whole lot to me. And I believe the Lord, I, I go off and preach a lot, and I usually don't have the privilege of coming back and preaching here those same sermons. But this is one uh, that the Lord allowed, and this one here is so important to me because I believe it's exactly where I have been uh, in one of my tough places. Uh, I ain't got time to give you testimony, but in my toughest hour, God gave me this word. So it's so personal to me, and I really believe it's going to minister to you uh, this morning. So before I start, I believe in crowd participation. I need you to look to your neighbor and tell them this is my word. This is my word. I need you to get that too. I'm not preaching to anybody else, but this is yours. I'm going to let you be selfish this morning. The book of Habakkuk, chapter number 3, verse number 17. It says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, and the flock is cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Somebody read it with me. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Somebody shout yet. The word yet is the same word as nevertheless. It means in spite of the apparent opposition. Isn't that good? Uh, the word nevertheless actually means without regarding, without taking in consideration. In other words, nevertheless uh, is a total disregard for the current opposition in my life. So he gives all the oppositions and says, Nevertheless, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like a deer's feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high places. Turn with me now to, uh, let's run over to the book of Galatians. And pick out a scripture there. Galatians chapter number 5, verse number 16 and 17. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit. Now that King James Version terminology is hard to understand, but that scripture is literally saying, the flesh part of me desires things contrary to what the Spirit desires. Can I get a witness? Amen. Most people don't want to admit that, but it's in the Bible. 
amen, that my flesh desires things that is contrary to what my spirit desires. And if that's where it ended, you'd be a mess. But thank God the scripture didn't stop there. But the spirit also against the flesh, meaning the spirit desires spiritual things that your flesh don't care nothing about. And these are what? <laughs> these are, hence the battle from within. These are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. Okay, now turn with me for my last reading to the book of John. You may be, uh, I meant Luke. I'm going to pray and you can be seated in the presence of God. We're going to read these scriptures. Father, we just love you this morning. Thank you for your spirit and your presence that's in this building already. And now it's time to preach the gospel. It is time to hear from you, oh Lord God. I pray you open up our spirits. Please, Lord, help me to stay in the spirit and not in the flesh. Lord, help me to say only what you are saying, Father God, uh, uh, and to say the words that ministers to the spirit. And I pray over every spirit in this building that we receive what you have to say in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. While well, you're taking your seat, turn to the book of Luke, chapter number 5. Luke chapter number five. Um, I also want to announce we're starting uh, two services here on Sunday morning from now on. Uh, there'll be an early morning service and then there'll be our regular service. So we want to encourage all of you to come to our early morning service starts at 930. Uh, it's a prayer service, uh, prophetic worship, spiritual worship. So 9.30, we'll begin our first service of prayer, and then we'll go into our second service at 10.30. Luke chapter number 5, are you there? It says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them, and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. Somebody shout, a little to do. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when he had, wow, and he sat down. Hmm. He sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night long and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. Somebody shout, nevertheless. And when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish and their net break. 
And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they would come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that was with him at the drought, the great catch of the fish which they had taken. And was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from now on, you're going to catch men. And when they had brought their ships to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Uh, I need you to go with me for a few minutes this morning as we spiritualize this context uh, of the way that God showed it to me. So I need you to open up your spirits to be able to receive this on the level in which God uh, wants you to receive this morning. Amen. Uh, that when I begin to read this text, and I've read it for four weeks straight, because the Lord just kept me in this text, because there was so much to be gleaned from it. Amen. And, and the more I prayed over it, and the more I, I, I just read it and chewed on it, I began to see that uh, it was so common to a normal church setting. Amen. We had the congregation there. We got Jesus there, and he's got a word. And in that congregation, he's got two different types of people. Amen, that he's about to minister to, to, minister to and is ministering to. The Bible says one of them was there was a multitude of people, and they come and pressed upon him to hear the word. I mean, they come to hear from God. Will you wave at me this morning if you come to hear from God? Or do you just, you just, you just hear, just, just come to hear from God. They came to hear a word from God. Amen. Amen. God himself was there. Jesus was there. The greatest evangelist that ever preached was there. Why would you not be excited to hear a word from God? Amen. But they are not the only crowd that was there. They were some others there too. Amen. And there was another bunch of men there. But while there was one group in expectation, they were washing nets. I said they were washing nets. And anybody that knows anything about fishermen knows if you're washing your nets, it's over. It's over. Ain't no expectation whatsoever of catching anything else. So we just washing our nets and we're putting them up. Not only was they washing their nets, we're finna find out they were washing their nets from a very tired, wore out, disappointed perspective. Oh, somebody better pray for me this morning. I'm after that devil today. Amen. I said they were, they were washing their nets from a tired because they had toiled all night long and it didn't work. It didn't work. Amen. They had worked all night long. Amen. And they were sitting in the presence of the Messiah. They were in the same opportunity as everybody else in that congregation had. They had the same opportunity to get a word from the Lord. They had the same opportunity for the miraculous to happen in their life. But they had checked out in their minds. 
Oh, somebody help me this morning. I said, they done checked out in their mind. They were washing their nets. While the Messiah was speaking, they were saying, it's over. I've come to tell you today, amen. Ain't everybody, I'm not going to preach to everybody today. But I'm about to preach to somebody. Amen. And I'm going to preach to somebody I can relate to. Because have you ever sat in the house of God, in the presence of God, when the word of God was coming forth, but in your mind you were washing your nets? Huh? Is anybody out there this morning? Amen. I just thank you for being honest. Amen. Because if you hadn't been there, live a while. Just live a little bit. Have some kids. That'll get you there, amen. When you're shaking your head wondering, amen, of all I did and it turns out like this. I'm just going to be real this morning, amen, that I come to preach to somebody that's sitting in this building this morning, amen, and the word of God is being preached and you're doing everything you can do to maintain, but something on the inside of you is saying it didn't work then, I worked all night, I've tried this, I've tried dad and I ain't got any results amen and while you're preaching I'm washing while you're preaching I've given up oh I come to help you this morning amen so y'all help me preach shake your neighbor and tell him don't give up don't you give up. Don't you give up. There's a Messiah finna crawl in your boat with you. I come to prophesy to you this morning. He's finna crawl in the boat with you. Amen. And what didn't work yesterday is gonna work this time. Amen. Drop. Now we got guests this morning and, I, and I'm, I'm getting out of line. I'm finna try to behave myself. Somebody say Not. In every congregation, I don't care if you're preaching to two, there's always two mindsets, amen. And like I said, you might be in the group this morning that came, everything's good, everything's great, anticipation of hearing a word, amen. But I promise you, live a little while, and you may be the one coming in, and you done got your nets pulled up out of the water, and you done washing your nets. Not only was Jesus dealing with two different mindsets, he was dealing with two different realms. He was standing in one realm, looking out in another realm. He was standing on land, looking at water. He was standing where two places meet. He was standing on the bank of the Sea of Galilee, called the Lake of Gennesaret. Amen. He was standing where he was standing in a realm that are in a total contradiction to one another. One is solid and one is liquid. Are you following me? One has substance and one is fluid. He's standing between two realms. Oh, somebody go with me. Amen. This is the whole setting of this sermon that Jesus was about, uh, this miracle that he was about to perform. Amen. There was a contrast between that realm and this realm. Amen. What lives in that realm can't live on that realm. Amen. What, what drowns one gives life to the other. And what gives life to the other would drown the other. 
Is anybody in this building? In other words, two different realms, and both of them are governed by two different set of laws. One is governed uh, by, by the laws of water, and one is governed by the laws of the land. Amen. And, and everything living in the water realm is wired to live in that realm. And everything that's living on the land realm, he's wired. He's created to live in that realm. But when you try to mix these realms, that which could survive on land ends up dying in the water. And that which can survive in the water ends up dying on the land. So Jesus is standing between two different realms. And I saw the picture of you and I. Galatians says that there's two different realms contrary to one another in this body of mine. There's the natural realm and the supernatural realm. And these are contrary to one another. Amen. And and when the spirit man tries to, 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 to adapt and live in another realm, he begins to lose his oxygen. He begins to lose his life. And then he stepped back. Amen. And there was a ship there. There was a boat there. And the boat had the forefront in one realm and had the hinder part in another realm. The Bible says that the forefront of the ship was stuck into the bank. It was pulled up on the land. So in, in one, uh, here's a ship trying to vacillate in two different dimensions, trying to operate, amen. And, and, and if you know anything about ships back in those days, amen, the forefront was called the head. It was called the head. It's what we call the bow. It was called the head of the ship. And the back of the ship was called the stern, which is where the steering was. So we got a ship with the head is stuck on the land. And the rest of the ship is floating in the water. And the Bible always prefers to the, 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 the water as the spirit and the land as the flesh. Amen. And Jesus makes a powerful statement. He tells Peter, he said, I need you to thrust out a little from the land. I need you to disconnect from that realm. Oh, my God. Come on, stay with me. We're going to help somebody. I need you to thrust out just a little because I got something I want to say. And you can't hear good when your head is stuck in the realm of the flesh. Has, has anybody, come on, stay with me, Tabby, wait on me. Has, has anybody ever been on the lake? And you can be standing all the way across the lake and somebody just be talking. And you can hear everything they say. You ever notice that? Water just amplifies things. It just amplifies things. Amen. You, you, you don't have to holler. You can just talk normal. Amen. And all, everybody all over the lake can hear what you're saying. Peter, Jesus was telling Peter, he said, I got something I need to say, but you can't hear good when you're too connected to that realm. 
He said, so I need you to push out into the water. I need you to push out, thrust out into that realm so I can begin to speak. Because you're going to hear some things in that realm that you can't hear good in the condition you're in right now. Oh, my God. Shake your neighbor a little bit. Tell them you got to push. And the word thrust, he said, he said, listen to me. He said, I need you to thrust out just a little bit. I need you to thrust out. To thrust means to push with force. It means to push with force. It's a picture of that big old ship. I mean, how big it was. Was pushed up in that dimension. Amen. And the supernatural was in the other dimension. So Jesus was saying, Peter, I got to get you in position, amen, to show you the supernatural that I'm about to pour into your life. He said, so I'm going to need you to thrust out just a little bit, just a little bit. And that word thrust means to move with force. It actually means it, it, it actually means an extreme imposition. Go with me now. It's an extreme imposition, and an imposition means to force something that is unwelcome or unfamiliar, and to put it in place. I'm going to say that again. An imposition means to push something by force. Amen. That is either unwelcome or it's unfamiliar to get it set in place. Can I tell you, when God starts calling you into position to show you the supernatural, it's going to be an imposition to the way you think. It's going to be an imposition of your will. Oh, my God. Is anybody with me? Amen. It's going, why? Because the flesh had rather stay connected to its current condition. Amen. We get into mindsets because of our culture, the way we was raised, situations, circumstances, and our mind gets stuck in a dimension. I'm not lost because I'm still on the water. I'm not lost because part of me is still floating in the spirit realm. Amen. But my mind is stuck in a dimension and I can't see the supernatural in my life. I can't see the peace in my life. I can't see the joy in my life. So Jesus is saying, okay, Peter, I need you to thrust out a little bit. I need you to bury your heels in the sand, put your feet on this shield, and I need you to thrust out just a little bit. Somebody shout just a little bit. Amen. I need you to disconnect this vessel from that realm. I need you to disconnect. I need you to disconnect. You can't hear what I'm saying because you're still too connected to the natural. I, you can't receive what I, I'm about to offer you because you're still too connected with the past. You, 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 Peter, you, you're, you're not ready from where you are. You can't receive because you're still too connected to the failure of last night. Amen. He said, you, you tried and you worked and you prayed the right prayer. You read the right scripture. You've done the right thing and nothing seemed to change. So it's created a mindset that you're stuck. So I'm going to need you to disconnect. I'm going to need, I'm going to say some things uh, that I need you to disconnect. Amen. Uh, uh, shake your neighbor and tell him you got to disconnect. 
Amen. I need you to disconnect from some of the negative friends you have. I need you to disconnect from some of the programs you're tied to. I need you to disconnect from some of the social media you're in because I got something to tell you. I'm going to take you to another dimension, but you're still so stuck. The problem with thrusting out is it's always an imposition. It imposes against my will. Come on now. I'm just going to be real. Amen. Why? Because this is the way I've always thought. This is the way I've always done it. Amen. This is just the way I am and I can't help it. Amen. I know I'm rude and ugly and nasty, but I can't help it. Huh? You ought to elbow your neighbor and say, listen up. This one's for you. Amen. I just can't help it. Amen. And God is saying, Peter, I'm trying to, I know it's going to be an imposition to you. Can I tell you, you'll never grow in God until you impose God's will on your will. Peter, I need you to push out. All the while, Peter's arguing. Amen. He's arguing with him. Amen. He's going over all the past failures. And Jesus is saying, I just need you to thrust out a little bit. I just need you to thrust out a little bit. So Peter said, okay, I, I, I ain't got any confidence in this, but I'm going to impose God's will, the will of the master on my will. Listen, help me. Oh, who am I preaching to? Amen. Sometimes you'll never get to your miracle until you you impose the word of God on your situation. You'll, you'll never, oh, does is is anybody know what I'm talking about? I've never stepped into a miracle in my life that I didn't have to impose the kingdom on my current situation. I had to impose what God, what's that mean? That means my flesh was telling me something else. My flesh was telling me it ain't happened. My flesh was telling me it can happen. Amen. So here's Peter. Oh, God, I could just see somebody in this church this morning. Amen. Uh, as far as he's concerned, this thing is hopeless. Amen. But just because Jesus spoke it, it's got him out there. Amen. With his feet in the sand, his back against the boat, he's just pushing. Oh, who am I preaching to this morning, amen? I don't even know, amen, I've done tried, but I'm going to push because he said push. Who am I preaching to this morning, amen? I'm going to show you faith like you ain't never seen it before, amen? I don't know what's coming next, but I got to disconnect, by the way. I got to disconnect from the way I was thinking yesterday. God, I'm finna get excited in this place. I gotta disconnect, amen, from the way I was thinking when I walked in this place. I gotta disconnect from the way I was thinking about my husband, my wife, about my children, about my sickness. I gotta, I gotta just, I can't even receive a word from God because I'm too connected. Oh my God, I'm gonna try to be nice today. <laughs> I wonder how much more we would hear from him. If we disconnected, I just wonder how much more we'd hear from him. Oh my. What? Did y'all hear? Are y'all okay? Hey Amen. I'm not hating on your Facebook. I'm just hating on your Facebook. I don't know how to say that. Hey Amen. Hey, listen, I just wonder if we would disconnect. 
Amen. I wonder, amen, what would happen, amen, if we were able to disconnect from our feelings and our emotions. Somebody help me right there, amen, because my flesh is saying one thing and my feelings is saying one thing and my emotions is saying the other thing and Jesus is saying thrust out. He's saying, amen, disconnect. Disconnect. Sometimes, Rose, I got to disconnect from what the doctor said. Oh, no, no, I'm real, I'm serious. I didn't say quit using the doctor. That's not my point. But sometimes his report is screaming so loud, I can't hear what Jesus is saying. Huh? Huh? Can, can I just get a witness from somebody that really knows, amen, that I'm believing, but the report said, and I got the test to prove it, amen, and right now, amen, I can't hear like I need to hear, so I got to push. I got to put, I got to thrust out away from that report. Not only is the report screaming, my body's screaming. My flesh feels it. I'm in pain. Who am I preaching to this morning? Amen. It ain't just what the doctor said. I know it's the truth. Amen. Because I feel it. Amen. So there comes a time in our life where we got to thrust. You're going to have to dig your heels in the sand and say, I will impose what the master said. I'm going to push off so maybe out there in that realm I can hear him. Maybe in that realm I can hear him. And maybe, amen, all that Jesus is waiting for to sit down in your situation is for you to thrust. Yeah. You know, when I sit down, I rest. But when a king sits down... He rules. Is anybody listening to me? That just stood out to me when I was reading that text. When we sit down to rest, but when a judge sits, this court is in session. Amen. And God said, I want to judge that situation for you. I, I want to speak into that situation for you. I, I want to bring clarity in that situation for you, but I can't speak it, amen, until you thrust out a little bit and get into a realm to where you're not so connected with the natural so I can speak to your supernatural. So he pushed out. And what I love about it is, he said, push out just a little Sometimes all it takes is one small adjustment. Just one small. Don't jump into a 21-day fast because you probably won't make it. Amen. He, he didn't tell him to, to jump into 40 days of consecration. Amen. No, he said, he said I just need you to thrust out a little. And he's, isn't it amazing that he adds to my little when I give him my little? Because he said, if you draw nigh to me, amen. So what little I do, he doubles it by coming to it. Amen. I, I, this don't mean nothing to a lot of you, but I'm trying to help somebody right now. Amen. Because the Bible says, listen to this, what the King James says, Jesus prayed him to cast out. I said, well, wait a minute. The one we praying to is praying to him? 
the very one that we implore is imploring me? Maybe God would answer your prayer if you answered his prayer. Oh my. Maybe, maybe he would meet you there if you heard his prayer to push. Oh, oh, it, it means to urge. It means to urge vehemently. Maybe this pull you're feeling is God trying to get you in position to answer your prayer. But first he says, you got to answer my prayer. You, 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 you got to come out here where I operate better. Amen. Jesus said, I preach better in that realm than I do in that realm. That'd be good for you preachers. It's always better to be anointed. It's always better to preach in the spirit. He said, he said As I, I pray you, Peter, push out just a little bit. So Peter, uh, uh, contrary to all logic of a fisherman, contrary to any inner will, he goes to push it. Oh, I know I need to move on, but somebody needs to get this. That God, you may feel like it's an imposition, that God is trying to push you into away from this old mindset into a mindset where you can receive from God. Amen. But your imposition is going to put you in position to hear from God. Did you hear what I said? The imposition that it seems like in your life right now of having to push away from some natural things. Amen. Some of you just need to uh, thrust out away from your circle of friends. Oh, I knew that wasn't going to go over good. You know that button? I guess it's a button on the phone where you defriend some people. Can you do that? Yeah or no? Maybe that's what we need to thrust out from. Maybe that's the bad influence. Maybe they're telling you it's too hopeless. Maybe they're telling you it won't work. Maybe they're feeding you with too much negativity and you just got to thrust out from some. Amen. So he prayed him to thrust out a little. And then the Bible says he sat down and began to teach. And when he got through teaching, he said something to Peter. He said, now I need you to launch out into the deep for a great, great big catch. I need you to launch out. Amen. It's it's walking in the supernatural, attaining the blessing, walking in the peace and the joy and the love of God. It's sometimes progressive. It begins with a disconnecting on our part. Sometimes we're just too connected to the world we live in to have a supernatural experience with God. So when he got him to thrust out, Brother Steve, he said, now I want you to launch out into the deep. And I want you to launch out because you're finna have great breakthrough in your life. Listen to me now. You're, you're about to have great breakthrough in your life. Now, this wasn't a traveling evangelist speaking. This wasn't a pastor preaching. This wasn't none of the apostles or disciples preaching. This was Jesus. I wonder how you would respond if Jesus was here this morning. If I wasn't standing up here, Jesus was. And Jesus said, I want you to launch out into the deep because I'm going to give you supernatural breakthrough. How would you respond? 
I'll tell you how we'd respond. We'd respond just like Peter. His response to the prophecy was a reflection of his past failures. Oh my God. Oh my God. Can y'all receive this? Multitudes sitting in churches receiving the word from God, even opening up your Bible and reading of the goodness of greatness of God. It is the word of God itself. Amen. But we're reading it through the lens of an all night of toiling. Huh? Can I get a witness back there anywhere? Who am I preaching to? Amen. I can't, I can't even receive it. Why? Because I'm looking at my past failures. I'm looking at, preacher, hey, hey amen, I, I can understand it not working for that jack leg that ain't faithful to God. I, I, I can understand it, it, it not working, amen, for, for that one who's not even committed to God, them Sunday morning warriors, amen. Uh, but, but, but I've told all night long. I have fought it. <coughs> I have pushed it, amen. I have quoted the scripture. I have believed in God, amen. And here you are telling me that if I'll thrust out there and launch out into the deep, I'm finna see supernatural breakthrough, amen. I just wonder sometimes if we wouldn't be better off just to be honest with God. Like Peter. Can you hear, I can hear Peter right now. Look. Mr. Carpenter, I'm a fisherman. You work with wood. I know fishing. I know when to drop the nets. I know where to drop the nets. I know how to drop the nets. And any good fisherman knows with my type of fishing, you fish at night. So I'm out there fishing by logic because I know that's productive. And here you are, the sun's done come up in the morning, and you're telling me to launch back out there in the deep. So he can't even receive a word from Jesus that says, if you'll launch out, I'm going to give you a supernatural breakthrough because he's too busy looking back at yesterday. He just begins to confess. Lord, I've told all night long, and I hadn't caught nothing. It didn't work for me. I'm washing my nets. I give up. We quit. We're calling it a day. It ain't going to happen for us. But right in the midst of this type of discouragement, something that I've never seen as faith before, Peter said the most powerful thing, nevertheless, at your word, I'll launch out. Amen. Nevertheless, at your word, in spite of a relationship that's being destroyed, in spite of a body that seems to be going downhill, in spite of every effort I've made, amen, he said, I'm finna act in a total disregard for my current situations and circumstances. Amen. I'm finna operate. Can I help somebody? Some of you beating yourself up because you say, well, I must not have enough faith. I don't believe. Amen. I must not believe. Amen. Because you're kind of like Peter. Amen. Everybody else giving you scripture, you're trying to stay positive, but in the back of your mind, you're saying it has not worked. Oh, this is just too real to, 
for y'all to say anything. It's quiet this morning. Huh? You wouldn't dare say it to anybody else. But Peter said it. But right in the midst of his dilemma, he said, nevertheless. In total disregard to my logic, in total disregard to my feelings, in total disregard to my emotions, he said, at your word, I'm going to drop my nets one more time. At your word, I'm going to drop my nets one more time. Habakkuk said, there's no cows in the stall. There's no grapes on the vine. There's no mayhaws on the trees. Amen. Everything's in total drought. Everything's turned upside down. Reports are starting to get worse and worse and worse. The more I pray, the worse it gets. Amen. The more I pray for my husband, the nastier he gets. The more I pray for my kids, they going crazy. Amen. Is anybody in here with me this evening, this morning, amen. He said, everything is turned upside down, but nevertheless, I will rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Now Jesus is saying, Peter, I'm getting you where I need you. Amen. You thought it was doubt, but I need you to get to the end of you so I can show you the beginning of me. And before you may have thought you could have threw the nets on the other side and caught something, but I let you work it until you had no strength left. And now that there ain't nothing left, now when there ain't no hope from any other source, drop them one more time. My God, are y'all in this building with me? Now that you're at the place to where you prayed the right prayers, sent the right letters, done the right thing, and nothing you know will work, he said, now you're in position for me to show you my supernatural. Now, now, now I need you to just launch out into the deep. Because too many people is wanting a deep water blessing in shallow water existence. Oh my God, I ain't got time to work out like I want to. Amen. Hey, listen, me and my elders have been wrestling with all kind of things. Amen. And I've just come to the conclusion is we want a deep water harvest. Amen. And shallow water commitment. Amen. And Jesus is saying, Peter, I can't bless you like I want to bless you. I know you got a little because you're a little off the land. He said, but what I want to bless you with, amen, it cannot be attained in your shallow water experience. Experience. Oh, are y'all with me this morning? Amen. So I, I need you to launch out now. I need you to launch out into the deep waters. I need you to launch out into deep waters. Amen. I've seen people, lots of people, that God would talk them into thrusting out a little, and they would get prayer. And they would see progress only to stay in such a shallow devotion that they lost it. I can't explain it, but I've seen it. That the whole miracle was to pull you deeper. And God's so good, amen, he's so good, he'll start the process in our shallow walk with Jesus. But it's always designed to pull us in deeper devotion. Amen. It's good what you've heard so far, Peter. But now it's time to launch out into the deep. Now it's time to launch out into the realm where I can show you the supernatural in your life. 
Are you with me this morning? Amen. He said, I I need you to launch out into the deep. And so the Peter, Peter said, in spite of, in the midst of my frustration, can I help somebody just a few more minutes? Don't it seem like that it's when we're the tiredest that he requires the most? You ever notice that? Jesus, if you would have asked me to do this before this night season, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Oh my God, this is too real. I wouldn't have, I was energetic then. I was energetic then. You want to know why? I was so energetic, I hadn't had a night season. I didn't have no problem believing. Because I ain't been to hell and back yet. Oh, my God. Oh, some of y'all going to think, man, pastor missed it this morning, but there's one of y'all, maybe two, that's going to leave here saying, oh, my God. Yeah, you, you, you don't know. You ain't had a nice season. You ain't went through a season yet where you can't control your own emotions. When you don't want to think like that, but you're thinking like that anyway. When you don't want to feel like that, but you're feeling anyway. Yeah, if you would have asked me, Jesus... To launch out and do something great for you before my night season, I'd have been saying, let's go, boys. But the problem is, you done waited until I'm depleted. You done waited until I've tried. You done waited. This night has been long. Amen. And that word toiled. I know this is is kind of deep. I just need you to stay with me. The word toiled literally means to spend strength by doing. Catch me now. It means to spend strength by doing. There ain't nothing no more frustrating than to get wore out doing the right thing when you never get an answer. That's a different type of weary. That's a different type of tired. Amen. It's been dark all night. I ain't seen no light. I've been toiling for a long time. Amen. And ain't nothing no more frustrating than to lose strength doing the right thing. I mean, it'd be one thing if you was laying around with your feet kicked up and you know you wasn't doing your part. Oh, you, you understand being worn out, but it's a grievous tired when you get tired in your mind. I said, it's a frustrating tired when you get tired in your mind. Amen. Because when you get tired in your mind, your body gets tired. Amen. In other words, you can do the exact same thing like fishing. As long as you're catching fish, you don't get tired. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Amen. You'll be saying, throw them nets one more time. Somebody said, Peter, let's go to the bank. No, no, no. Throw them nets one more time. Amen. You can do it all night long. Amen. And never wear out. But there's something about when it ain't working. And you get tired up here. That's where Peter was. He said, we, we tall. He said, I only tired. I'm not only tired, I'm frustrated. It's plum grievous. So the very thing that that I'm trained to do and the very thing I love to do, now when you ask me to do it, it's disgusting. I don't want to touch them stinking nets. 
Oh, my God. I, 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 I don't even like fish. I don't even like fishing. I'm going to sail my rod and reel, my boat. But when it was successful, you bought another rod and reel. I borrowed one of yours and broke it. Just so you'll know. And you'll get another rod and reel. And another rod and reel. Are you listening to me? But I'm preaching to somebody tonight that you're not only tired, you're tired, amen, and wore out, and you spent your energy doing the right thing. Still coming to church, still paying your tithe, still doing your prayer, still doing your Bible study, amen, still tired, and wore out this morning. I just need Life Church to stay with me because I'm after, I'm after one person here this morning maybe, amen, just tired in your mind, amen, but God has brought you to the place that in your weakness, he's about to be made strong. Oh, did somebody receive this word right now? I said, in your weakness, he's about to be made strong. But you're finna be required to take the biggest and the boldest step you're ever going to take is when you say, nevertheless. High five your neighbor right now and tell him. Nevertheless. In other words, what you're saying is, I refuse to regard. Can I help you this morning? If you have too high a regard for the natural, you'll never experience the supernatural. Amen? Because the opposition's there. The difficulty's there. The circumstance's there. And if you, amen, to regard means to consider or think. Amen. And if you spend all your time considering the dilemma and never turn and say, nevertheless, amen, it's going to sink your faith. He said, okay. I always saw this as doubt until now in my life when I'd get in these battles. You, you ain't even had an opportunity to use real faith until you get to a nevertheless moment. You, you, you ain't even had an opportunity to use faith until you checked off every other possible solution. Every other possible way. And when you finally come to the point to where there's, there's no use in the natural and turn and say, nevertheless, I'm going to drop my net one more time. And the Bible says he dropped them. He dropped them. Can I stop right here and just say this before I finish this sermon? Be careful that you don't wash your nets too soon. Don't, don't give up. Don't quit too soon. Because the master's trying to get you to. He's trying to get you into a new dimension. He's trying to get you into a whole new dimension. And so Peter drops his nets. Isn't it amazing? Them fish was there all the time. That's where they live. They live in the water. Y'all write that down. It's Revelation. They live in the water. And Jesus prophesied they was there. But his past failure clouded his vision. His, his past disappointments clouded his vision. 
and I can't see myself having peace. I can't see myself happy. I can't see myself having joy. I can't see myself healed. I can't see that relationship healed. Because I heard the insults coming out of his mouth. You didn't. I saw their actions. You didn't. And so we'll let past failures and dysfunctions cloud the vision of the miracle that's right there. It's right there. They're under there. Oh, my God, I can't. I, just, I need to quit preaching, but I just don't feel like I broke that thing yet. Amen. It's right there, sis. You hear me? It's right there. Don't wash your nets too soon. Don't give up up here too soon. Rose, it's right there. It's right there. It's right, but it's down under in the supernatural realm. Are you following me? You can't see it with the natural eyes. You can't feel it with your feelings. You can't feel it with your emotion. But it's right there. Amen. And, 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 and you're having a hard time receiving this word I'm preaching this morning. I feel you. You're having a hard Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Some of y'all sitting here saying, man, I wish he'd get on past this sermon. But some of you are having a hard time receiving this because you've been in a night season. Amen. But I just come to tell you, amen, as your pastor, don't let the past cloud your vision of what what is right there. I need somebody to shout nevertheless. I need somebody to shout. I'm going to drop them one more time. I'm going to drop them one more time. Amen. And I always thought if you didn't drop them in great expectation, you couldn't be blessed. Well, according to Peter, the devil is a lie. Because that's the greatest act of faith is when I step out past my feelings and emotions. In other words, he said, you know what, Jesus? I ain't got no confidence in this. Up here. In my logic, I have no confidence in this. So right now, I'm going to step beyond my confidence. Okay, you getting it? I'm going to step beyond my logic, and I'm going to start acting on nothing but your word. Nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to drop this net. So now I'm going to go back to work, but from a different mindset. I'm going to go back to work. Amen. But I'm going to this time work on nothing because you said it. That's all I got left. You said it. Abraham, against hope, believed in hope. In other words, Sister Randy, when everything that could cause any hope whatsoever was totally gone. Has anybody been through something so many times that there's no natural hope left for you? Really? The Sea of Galilee actually means circle. So Jesus was standing in the midst of Peter's dysfunctional cycle. Saying, I'm going to break that cycle. God, that was somebody's word. I'm going to break that cycle for you. I'm going to break that cycle for you. So I don't need you to operate on your logic because your logic's saying, I've done tried it, but now I'm going to step beyond logic and I'm going to operate by my nevertheless and God's going to break the cycle of defeat in your life. I need somebody to get ready for this right now. I'm going I'm to I'm throw something at you. 
Can you do that? Can you throw the Holy Spirit? Get ready to receive it, brother. <laughs> Who needs some? Raise your hand. See, that's your problem. You're not hungry. I got one over there that wants it. <laughs> huh? God's trying to get something to you. He's, got, he's trying to get something to you right now. So he said, in spite of it all, Flukey, I'm going to drop my nest one more time. I'm going to drop my nest one more time. And what was there all the time when he finally got in position? He had to get in position. He had to leave the shallow waters of mediocrity and get into the depths of God. And he dropped his nets. And there were so many fish there that he didn't even know was there. Oh, my God. Somebody shout, the fish are coming. The fish are coming. You hear me? Your fish is coming. I don't know what it looks like. It may be relationships. It may be money. It may be victory. It may be breakthrough. All I know is the fish is coming. And he dropped them nets. Amen. And they began to break. He had to partner up. It was so much blessings, he had to start partnering with people. That's the one I'm claiming. That we have to just start expanding. And all along, I close with this. It dawned on me. It wasn't even about the fish. It wasn't even about the fish. It was about getting Peter right in the middle of his destiny. It wasn't even about the fish. It was actually an illustrated message so Peter would know that the dimension he was about to start operating in would require thrusting, launching, and dropping. Because the reason I know it wasn't about the fish because when they got to the bank, they drug in hundreds of fish. And the Bible says, as soon as they got to the bank, Peter forsook everything. He thrusted in the spirit realm. He cast out into the deep with Jesus himself and spent the next 50 years catching men walking in destiny. Can I help somebody right here in closing? It ain't even about what you're going through. It's about what God's preparing you to go to and the level he's calling you to operate on. Stand with me all over this building. I'm going to close with that. Steve, if you just play something soft, listen to me as I plead with you right now as your pastor. I believe God shut this service down to a certain degree today to speak to the minority, just a few of us that needed to hear God say, don't you wash your nets too soon. Don't you give up on that child. Don't you give up on that relationship. Don't you give up on that miracle. Don't you give up on that healing. Don't you give up on that salvation. Don't wash them nets. Don't put them nets up. Push. Push. Bear them heels. Impose the word of God on your contrary situations. Impose it. 
Don't let you, the devil beat you up because your wheel's going in a different direction today. I read the scripture. My flesh has contrary desires for me than my spirit. They're, they're, they contradict one another. No, no, no. Don't you fall in condemnation. Today you got to impose the will of God in the midst of your situation. Your circumstance. Just like our Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. He imposed the will of God upon himself. Our sister here started the altar call for today. If I've preached to anybody in this place today that's been in a night season and you're at your nevertheless moment, I believe God's got something for you. I, I challenge you thrust out right now from your play, from your pew. We built these altars for a reason. I challenge you thrust out right now. Amen. And I want you, as you begin to pray, I want you to quit condemning yourself. I want you to quit beating yourself up. And all I want you to pray is, God, you give me the strength to say nevertheless. Nevertheless. Come on. My God, I'm telling you, these people stepping out right now, amen. They, they didn't have a low tire when they woke up this morning. They, 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 they're not upset because I didn't get a good parking space. There's some people around this altar that's been in a night season and they're wore out. But today there's an impartation coming to you. There's an impartation coming to you that's going to give you the courage to drop your nets. Uh, you, you may be done to the point to where you don't know what to pray. Maybe all you can pray is, Lord, I don't know. Nevertheless, 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 I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold on, Lord. I can't see it, but I'm dropping my nets. I can't see it, Lord, but I'm going to do it one more time. I'm going to pray it one more time. I'm going to go for it one more time. I ain't giving up. Oh, my God, my God. Church, I just need you to pray in just a few minutes. We're going to turn this thing out. Amen. While you're right there, maybe you need to pray from where you're at. But I need you to pray. Pray with these around these altars. He's preparing y'all for your destiny. Nevertheless, at your word. Come on, disconnect. Disconnect with every lie. Disconnect with every lie that the devil's trying to tell you. It didn't work yesterday. It ain't going to work today. Disconnect. Thrust out. Push off. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I declare over every one of you that when this is all said and done, your blessing is going to be so big, you're going to have to share it with other people. Your blessing is going to be so big. It's going to be so great that you're going to be calling other ships in here. Let me give you some of what I got. Let me give you some of what I caught. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.